The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's back to work Wednesday here at the Star. Another edition of Mix Shots without our captain. Sounds today. weird. You starting off like that? Yes, man. I, was, I know. I know you. You're here. I know he's not, and it still sounded very strange. No, Bill Jones today <laughs> to let us know that we are right here uh, at the Star in the SWBC Podcast Studio, Mickey Spagnola. And Everson Walls today with you for the next 45 two le- two minutes. Two less than smooth voice guys. Way less than smooth voice guys. Well, we're just going to have to adapt. Adapt. Yeah, they're going to have to adapt. We're going to be Listening us. Listening to us? Yeah, we're yeah. going to be us. That's we, the be us right? we be us, <laughs> <laughs> We boo. As yeah. the Cowboys, we're not back to work. We've been back to work this week after that uh, loss on Sunday. To the Denver Broncos, 30-16, to 16, but the Cowboys, uh, after their Tuesday off, are back on the practice field. They should be finishing up uh, right about now, move practice indoors. It was a little bit windy here. Uh, also, uh, probably wanted a little bit of privacy, and there was an ins- there's an impending rainstorm on the way, so I don't think they wanted to take any yeah, chances. The storm right? is here. Yeah, the storm is oh, here. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, okay, it's you've been outside. Yeah. We... No, I mean in this in this oh, in the building <laughs> with the team. Yeah. Yes, the storm yeah. was the storm was Sunday. So yes. uh, back to practice, and we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, just I guess we won't hear from Mike until tomorrow to see how practice went and. As you know, we only get to see the individuals, the warm-ups. So hey, Chris. There's really uh, – <laughs> we got the other two lines Thanks, right Chris. there. Uh, really can't see how the practice went. <laughs> the Wednesday practice, usually a little bit lighter. Um, Mike uh, kind of intimated in his press conference that they'd go easy on some of the veterans uh, that are uh, dealing with injuries uh, – Tyron Smith uh, was just going to rehab today. Okay. And then guys like Zeke, who was on the cords, but he's dressed. He's going to do something. Um, Zach Martin, Randy Gregory, um, guys like them, Amari Cooper, they were going to probably be limited just because the veterans kind of take it easy. So, I can't wait to see this, this injury report. Well, it'll be extensive. Yes. And we're going to add uh, two more guys to it. Uh, Cedric Wilson uh, has a little bit of a shoulder deal going, so it looks like he was not going to practice. And Corey Clement, uh, the third string uh, running back, has an illness. And I know as soon as everybody hears illness, <laughs> it's like COVID, right? But it, does anyone get a cold? It anymore? doesn't sound like. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, it is COVID. And you know, the team has to announce uh, if it's a cold COVID. An illness, yeah, of course, and so go straight uh, into protocol. So, but you can have a cold, you can have you know allergies or whatever, and they just list it as illness. So that kind of gives you an idea of uh, the injury report heading into today's into today's practice. And curious, Everson. So after, what was your kind of take 
when you were playing, after you played a game that you lost, that you didn't think you should have lost? Uh, In the fashion that you lost? Yes. Uh, yes. What's, what's it like then the next week uh, in practice? Just a little uh, uh, humility. That's basically what it is. You start to realize, okay, let's go right back to the way we practiced the first week. You know, that's the attitude that we need to have. We've got all these wins under our belt now, and obviously, and I'm talking as a coach, obviously we are influenced by those wins. You know, we are overly influenced by those wins. So now you're sitting here, we're humbled now. And so where do we go from here? And that's where the coach has to make sure that you go right back to the basics. So and that's it. Is it a lot of yelling and screaming, no. rah, rah, or just kind of <laughs> you get back to normal and not over? Could you imagine Tom Landry yelling and screaming? Yeah. Yeah. He needs a bullhorn. <laughs> Tom would be like, hey, hey, get over here. Anyway, no, it, it would be basically everyone would be uh, rededicated okay. to, to just you know, committing to your crap. We're not going to overreact to what just happened, especially when you see what happened with the other three teams. Yeah. And and even more than that when you when you go throughout the entire week. But you're looking at just going back to the basics, understanding that that's when called a fluke, it is a sign. It's an omen. And that omen is this is what you still need to work on. It was we weren't able to camouflage all of our weaknesses in this particular game. Weaknesses that are well documented. Big plays on uh, against the the, the secondary. Uh, big chunks in the running game. Uh, inconsistencies sometimes on offense, especially third down. Yes. And of course fourth down, which we are we've got to be one of the worst teams in the NFL in going for it on fourth down. And they have not picked a bunch of them up, and we will get to third down on offense mm-hmm. and defense because mm-hmm. this game was uh, kind of a season lows on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I sort of buried the lead Mm-mm. because when I spoke about COVID, uh, Cowboys kicker Greg Zerline oh, oh. tested positive, oh, this and killing. he's on reserve COVID right now. And the Cowboys are in the midst of Greg the leg. Greg the leg. Go ahead. Uh, They're in the midst of having a kicking contest today. <laughs> uh, tryouts going on right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, Do you know who they brought before in? Before I came down, the, the guys were warming up. Uh, former Cowboys kicker uh, Brett Maurer okay. that kicked here in right, 2019. Right. And then a guy that came through uh, this summer and second week of the regular <laughs> season, Liram Hayulahu. Yeah, I remember you screwing right. that name up then. And I yes. got it right this uh, <laughs> Hayulahu. Hayulahu. And uh, those guys are going to have a kickoff today. And I think the hope is one of them wins it, right? I hope somebody wins. Because not only do they have to do uh, the place kicks, but they got to kick off too. Now okay. I think I think Brian Anger can kick off. I was going to say you was a punter, man. When when um, Fossil talked about the emergency guys on special teams, he mentioned he would have been like the in game emergency kicker and kickoff guy. So and that's the norm on a lot of teams. The punter. The punter usually is the the backup kick kickoff guy. Right. If your kicker is having a, a muscle problem or back problem like Greg was having in the first game. So, yeah. Or just dribble the thing down the field, right? <laughs> Why not? Just Why kick not? a line drive. So, anyway, uh, the Cowboys are going uh, through that. 
And um, we don't want to get fined. Uh, uh, Green Bay got fined. Jeez. Uh, yes. A couple of hundred thousand, if I'm we, not mistaken. We will get to that, Let's get too. get to that then. Uh, but uh, so Maurer kicked for the Cowboys uh, the 2019 season. Uh, he went 20 of 30 that season, and they finally said, you know what, we just can't do this any longer. So Man, that's like, what, 60%? They, uh, oh, no, probably – yeah, about yeah, 65%. Bob, yeah, you're yeah. probably right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they ended up uh, moving on from him for the uh, rest of the year. Um, and I was trying to remember that they did bring in Kai Forbath, who finished the season going 10 I remember for 10 him. For 10. I like Kai. Right? Yeah. yeah, where's Kai? He's he, already got a team. Oh, I think he he's probably uh, – I think he's kicking for somebody okay. now. Uh, remember they brought him back in, in – Basically in 2020, and then Zerline, they decided to go with Zerline Smart instead move, of Forbath. Like uh, so anyway, uh, since that for um, uh, for Brett Maher, he's been kind of kicking around the league, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> he's been with the Jets, kicking around, yeah. Washington, Houston, <laughs> it. Arizona, and the Saints uh, since then. And, so and and like a cup of tea at all. I was going to say, places, right? how old is this guy? <laughs> yeah. So, but it, a bit, you know, that was all in in basically the end of that year, and then 2020, and then training camp this year. Yeah. So uh, he was uh, without a job, and so they're bringing him in. At least they know him, right? Uh, and then Hyrulahu. Uh, um, the guy that you know we talked about when they signed him, it was August 18th, um, towards the end of training camp. Uh, brought him in when Zerline uh, was having problems. Was it back? It was back problems, I think. And, and yes, that's and, what it was. And then uh, that's what it was. The and they this year. had him come in with N- Nice Wander. They kind of had a little kickoff, I think. So he was here uh, a week. And then when Nice Wander went to IR, uh, they ended up bringing him back on the practice squad for a week, uh, and then released him. So, what do kickers do uh, when they are, they're not on a team? They know they're going to get called. They got to kick. You got to kick. Yeah, you got to yeah, keep. You got to stay in shape. Stay in shape. Right? Keep, keep kicking. Uh, normally, yeah, because you never know when the phone's going to ring at the last minute, and you got to go try out. I've never seen a kicker do anything but kick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, so, I don't know. I don't see them lifting weights. I don't see them, you know, jogging, doing any type of cardio. I just always see kickers kick. So when I came down here, so the team was practicing indoors um, because, uh, you know, there was rain on the way. It was pretty windy, right? We, yeah. We mentioned that. So they were indoors. So the kickers were warming up outdoors. Uh, and I said, oh, going to get the spy on the kicking contest, right? <laughs> well, they moved them indoors. So they're, well, you don't they're really trying need, out right now. Yeah, you don't need uh, – we're, we're indoors. We're going to be indoors. Yeah, so, right. yeah, why be outdoors? And get give those guys a fair chance. Of course. It, I think it was pretty windy out it there. It is. No, you yeah. don't want to put them under that kind of stress. Not now. Yeah. I mean, let them get their legs – literally get their legs up under them. So we'll see uh, how that turns out. Uh, you know, I think, as Mike McCarthy said, the hope is – one of the two performs well enough to, to say, okay, you're, you're our kicker. Uh, and just to remind everybody about Hyrulahu, um, he's of, of Kosovo-Albanian descent, and when his family migrated 
to the to I should say North America because mm-hmm. they ended up in Canada. Okay, <laughs> uh, and, and that's where he ended up going to school. Um, and then he ended up kicking six years in the CFL for Winnipeg, Toronto, and Hamilton. You, so he's an outdoor kicker. Yeah, yeah that's, obviously. That's, yeah, that all, guy all there, those man. Things, all cold. those things were outdoors. Yes. So do you know the nicknames of all those teams? No. Winnipeg, <laughs> the Blue Bombers, <laughs> okay. Toronto, the Argonauts, and of Hamilton, Tiger Cats. Yes, that I knew. All right. So, uh, so hey, he, I almost went to Canada, man, out of, out of No way. Man, uh, uh, Willie Wood. He coached yeah, Toronto. Old Packer. He told uh, old Packer defensive yeah. back. So he comes to this old this new Grambling defensive back. He lets me know, man, they're not going to sign you. They're not going to draft you. <laughs> ah. And he knew what he was talking about before said, the draft. Before the draft, he said, man, they are not going to draft you. You need to sign with the, with the uh, with Canada right now. Come to the CFL, and I'll make sure you're taken care of. How could have been a superstar yeah. in Canada? Well, oh you ended up being would, a superstar I, here. But how would my life be? Well, that I, would have been a little that different. That would have been right? crazy, man. I would have been speaking French. Well, depending where you <laughs> landed, right? Hey, I was speaking French, brother. You if I'm going to be in Canada, I'm speaking Yeah, French. but that's only the eastern part of Canada, <laughs> the western part. You just never know. Well, you, never know. you, gotta, you might have to learn their second language, that's right? That's crazy, man. I could have been in Canada. L- living in Canada? Mm-hmm. You and Mark I never would have met <laughs> Yeah, we'd be dealing together, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so after um, uh, they he they had some problem. He he was going to try out in, in for one of the NFL teams, and it had something to do with uh, he had been with them too far into the season. Uh, the into NFL, the CFL season, yeah, the NFL wasn't allowed to mess with him, so right. his last team, Hamilton, uh, allowed him to. Uh, they released him so he can go try out for the Rams, and he was in a basically a kicking duel in training camp uh, with Sam Sloman, who ended up they ended up choosing him. Okay, uh, and I think he's still their kicker. I was going to say way. I don't know much yeah. about that kicker. And, and so, and then he uh, had you know a brief stay in Carolina as a futures, and then the Cowboys brought him in for those. Two weeks, and here he is again. He could be kicking on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. That and, that that CFL thing is kind of weird because they they only allow so many Americans. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't even know what the percentage it, is. It used to be. I don't know if they've changed it. or No, not, they have not changed. That's the it. way it it, it all. It's like was. it's like winning the lottery if you get a chance to go to Canada. Yeah, and only because. It's like you got to know somebody. You can't just call somebody, you know, the scouts in, in CFL and get a tryout. You got to know somebody. And it's, all, it's always very tricky to try and get a player up in the CFL. It's like, it's like a, 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 a gold, you know, when you're searching for gold. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous trying to get somebody up there. Well, you would have had, well, no, he didn't get here until later. Bob Ackles would have been an in. Remember the Cowboys' okay. former pro personnel director? Okay. Uh, so that he was here with Jimmy like the early nineties. Uh, I bet so many people he was were calling CF- him. He was a CFL guy. So many people probably calling him. Hey, I got a guy. Yeah, right. And and so uh, and he was he was huge in the league. He he had uh, and then he retired in Seattle. I'm uh, not Seattle, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would always tell me about Vancouver and. 
uh, retired there and is living Vancouver in a high. Is amazing. It is unbelievably beautiful. And like like Seattle. It, times. It's even better. Yes. And because yes. they got you know the bay right in the middle. I'm going of there one of these days, bro. They got jazz, all the great food. Yes. I mean, come on. And and uh, Bob and his wife, they were living in a high rise downtown, and he had a boat. Uh, that they docked in the in the Bay Area there, and then unfortunately he passed away. Oh wow! Several years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he he just loved he loved it up there. I bet. So anyway, by the way, the player rules. By the way, twenty American players only, of forty six. Out of forty six. Forty six. Just less yes. than half. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's more than I thought. Yeah. 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 I think it used to be less than that. <laughs> That's right. Like thirty yeah. percent. So anyway, we'll see what happens with the kicking deal. And somebody asked me, so what are your what's your confidence in either of those two guys? And I said, score touchdowns. Yeah. You know, I w- I, yeah. We'll yeah. worry about the extra point, but you know, and that makes it a little more difficult now. It's not. The old extra point, right? It's a 33-yarder. Still a field goal. Right? That's yeah, still that's a field goal. Yeah, that's not an extra point. That's a field goal. Yeah. That's interesting. You so if you, if, you miss w- if you miss one, well, I'm just going for two, right? <laughs> We're going to play football. Everybody says, well, don't let these kickers decide games, right? You know what this game reminds me of? This is, this is a game that the Baltimore Ravens would love because they're always – Against the odds, there's always something going on with their play. Well, we got to go for two on every score now. That's the kind of stuff that Baltimore would really thrive in. That's what I always liked about that team. They have no excuses. And this is the way this team was reminding me of up until last week. You had no excuses no matter what. I I don't recall Baltimore ever being blown out the way we were this year. And I think that kind of gives them to me in regards to these type of games. They just have this ability to come together uh, after they lost against uh, Kansas City. I believe that was uh, opening Sunday night, Monday night, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And Lamar Jackson just he just messed up yeah. badly. I knew that next game they were going to win. And they came back and, and, they got, came themselves back and got themselves together. And, you know, the, the weird thing you mentioned about going for two, and we'll – when we take the break, we'll come back and talk about third and short and fourth and short. Quick. But on uh, after they scored their two touchdowns, right? And I know it was garbage time at the end of the game. They converted both two point <laughs> conversions. <laughs> couldn't pick up a fourth and one. Couldn't pick up a fourth and two. But well, it was, it was backup DBs. They didn't know what the they, hell they, they were doing. They had, yeah, they had linebackers. Yeah, they I don't think pa- Fangio <laughs> called off the dogs. You don't think so? No. that's a good point. I, don't I think, think he, so. wanted he wanted the shutout. Shut out, yes. right? He wanted to good prove point. a point because yeah. everyone was assuming yeah. that that was the backup uh, secondary yeah. in there during the last. Yeah, uh, how come he didn't take his his starters out? There you go. They could have got hurt, right? I'd have to take a look at that. Did he or did he not? Yeah. Bags. We would have Let's to see. Let's take a look at that. We would have to, you know what? Um, I think I have the uh, snap, the rundown. Count, the snap counts yeah. there so we can take a look at that when we return here for Mix Shots. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? 
Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back, back to Mick Shots. Rowdy's holiday deliveries are now available. Did you know that, Spags? No, no, you did not. Spread joy this holiday season with surprises and exclusive gifts from your favorite mascot. Book your holiday delivery today at DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy. Rowdy, getting some love, man. Very good. Oh, I don't on, think man. our mics it's got grambling turned education, back on baby. in our ears yeah, anyway. Okay. But we well, are back here in the SWBC mm-hmm. Mortgage... Not mortgage podcast yeah, studio. We dropped the mortgage. Oh, we dropped the mortgage. I wish I could drop my mortgage. You, well, <laughs> and boy, is that a is that a pay increase too? Right. By the way, uh, as uh, we try to move along without Bill Jones here, who William, you are miss, sir. He, you know, he's this is his moonlighting job. The yeah, real one man. said, "We're having meetings today, and you need to be." He's there. rubbing elbows. That's all. Yeah, stuff. right. Yeah, he's networking. Probably put on his new suit. Now he got a new suit. You saw how shaved he. Was shaved yesterday, yeah, had a haircut, absolutely. cleaned his nose hairs. I was proud of him. Okay, so um, we're going to get into a few more things, but uh, when we uh, left off there momentarily, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about uh, guys, you know, the Cowboys sort of getting criticism for uh, playing Dak the whole way, and I said, and Z well, coming back in, the yeah. Game. And I said, well, doesn't look like Fangio backed off, mm-hmm. and Everson says, well, did he or didn't he? Well, I got the snap counts here, and Justin Simmons, their free safety, one hundred percent of the snaps. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the Cowboys were scoring in no, garbage time against the third team, mm-hmm. right? Uh, these weren't the freshmen that they put in at the end of the game when it was 30 to nothing, by the way. Brandon Browning, starting linebacker, 100%. Kareem Jackson, uh, strong safety, 98%. Kyle Fuller, cornerback, 97% of the plays. Ronald Darby, quarterback, 94% of the plays. Jonathan Cooper, who gave the Cowboys fits rushing the quarterback, 90% of the pay, plays. Uh, Weatherly, defensive end, 89% of the plays. So, yeah, he didn't say, okay, this one's over. You guys take This a is seat. so personal to him, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was. My and goodness. you know what? And one of the things I, I – well, and I think Bill brought it up. You know, uh, Fangio and, 
and McCarthy, McCarthy have gone up against each history. other, so they got a probably a little he rivalry act, he going. He like he urinated in his cereal or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. What yeah. is going he on? He was pretty intense he on the sideline, right? I, I like McCarthy's response. He's like, yeah, the, the winners get to beat the drum. Yeah. I get that. And I, lo- I love the way, you know, we know how to be humble. Right. I mean, you go ahead and you do your thing. We'll, we'll see how your season turns out. And I finally got to listen to uh, Kellen Moore's interview on Monday. And uh, they were asking about, you know, did they find some sort of secret how to stop the Cowboys' <laughs> offense? The blueprint. And he and he basically very nicely pointed out. He goes, "We missed some big opportunities." Dude, that's it. That is it. We beat ourselves, right? We beat our, and, I, and you have to give credit to Denver's yes. defense that they 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 uh, maneuver you into beating yourself. That's right. great, and it worked perfectly for them because we were off. It's not that you were on; yeah. we were off. We just didn't play well at all. Five drops, which is yeah, two or three, four bad throws, bad throws. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, bad offensive line, uh, just weren't, they weren't ready at all. I think we're gonna have to go back to that same old scheme to where we're gonna have to give them a little more help because Tyron's coming or not coming back? What do you think? He basically was rehabbing on the cords uh, during practice. So um, he looked like when he was doing his little step, 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 he was doing that fine. So uh, I I think they're hopeful, but he wasn't going to practice today. And judging from how they were doing uh, their individual drills, the offensive linemen, uh, and I think I mentioned this a, a couple weeks ago. They do one of these deals where they, they do half the line to the left and then the center and the other half to the right. Yes. And when they were doing it to the left, uh, it was still Steele, Connor Williams, and Tyler Biotish. Okay. So, and, and Mike mentioned it today. He said, he, he, he said something to the effect, he goes, you know, uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll start off basically how we started the game and finished the game on Sunday, okay. meaning the offensive line. Yes. So nothing changes. We're not going to already go, okay, we're switching, right? Um, so and, and then, you know, somebody asked about Connor McGovern, and he says, yeah, he's played well. He's earned the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. And right away everybody's like, oh, he's taking <laughs> over for Connor Williams. Well, in the portion of practice we got to watch, he was still working right there. with the second three yes. to the right, yes. right? And the second and not three the left. to the left. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but oh, he not, did work with both sides. Oh, yeah, he okay. did, but not first team. Right. Or not the first three that went out there. So, And by the way, since we, we brought up – um, COVID with the Cowboys and Zerline. Did you see what happened with the Packers? I did. They got fined. Big time. Uh, $300,000. I thought it was $200,000. $300,000 they, they got fined. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and, it, and, and it was basically they were fined for not penalizing the players for um, – for violating the protocol. You mean player? Players. Yes. No. No. Blair, no. No. Uh, Alan Lazard also. I saw that he got fined. Unvaccinated. Yes. So he and Aaron Rodgers got uh, fined fourteen thousand six hundred and fifty dollars as unvaccinated players uh, going to a team Halloween party that they're not supposed to be able oh, to attend. The, the, the infamous John Wick costume. Y- yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I guess we all he reveled in that. Yeah. And I guess he didn't think that uh, <laughs> he, he probably should have had a mask on. And they also part it doesn't of, look the same. John Wick doesn't wear a mask. And Come part on, of man. and also part of the fine is they also found instances instances 
with Rogers and Lazard not wearing their mask inside the practice facility. Who do you think influenced who, Spags? I mean, yeah, just right. Lazard just this, like, man. wow. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. Hey, 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 Rogers, I'm not wearing yeah. my mask. What about you? That's no, like, that's not how it's That's like went. what you said about <laughs> the guys hanging around with somebody when you're trying to make the team, that's right? It. That's Those it. guys, used the young wide receivers would hang around with Mike. And it's like, <laughs> no, Mike's different. Mike's going to be here. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're Whatever not he in. did until 2 in the morning, he'll be there at practice. <laughs> but right. will you, right? Nope. So anyway, and they basically threw down the gauntlet. And, and oh, I know what it was. Lazard didn't test positive. He was a close contact to Devontae Adams. Okay. But because he was unvaccinated, then he's got to follow those protocols. And they said uh, – if uh, anything else comes up in in the future, the fines will increase. Wow. And on the team, if they don't follow the protocols, that the possibility of taking away draft picks in the future. Wow. Why, why were they so flippant with this? I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I know I'm, I'm teasing about the Rodgers thing. I think yeah. he deserves everything he gets. But, I mean, he's not influencing the entire organization. I mean, they, they got grown right. men up there. What the heck's well, going on? Well, they just didn't tell him, here's what you need to do. That's crazy, man. You know, they backed off. Maybe they thought because they're up there in northern Wisconsin that yeah. no one sees them, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, like nobody dies in Wisconsin. They, they forgot about the Internet. But it just kills me, though. Um, and, you know, as a, just as a former player, you know, you could just kind of see – uh, the greatness, of course, in Aaron Rodgers. But, and I always have to precede that with his BS that he's uh, exhibiting right now. I mean, you know that you have favor in this league. Let's just be real. Guys like he, Brady, and, and Dax becoming one of those guys as well. That's the kind of respect that comes with your name and with your reputation. You, you can't just, you know, be uh, lackadaisical with that. You know, be responsible, man. I'm, yeah, okay, uh, critical thinker. Everybody's a damn critical thinker in the NFL. <laughs> you know, you, you, everything's critical in the NFL. I mean, give me a break. He's not different in that regard. It's a bunch of critical thinkers in the NFL. But a lot of them say, okay, I'm, as I critically think, then I don't want to get anyone critically sick. Right. You see what I'm saying? So let's just be real. With You're not special. Okay, you're, you're special as a football player. You're not special as a person. No more special than anybody so else. So this should scare everybody in the league. I don't know if you saw what's happened in Minnesota. Uh, one of their players, Dakota Dozier, mm-hmm. off, offensive lineman, I think, uh, vaccinated. Uh, he contacted COVID to the point he had to be hospitalized because he's having trouble breathing. Right. And Mike Zimmer... Uh, he's in stable condition, by the way, Zim, mm. Zim announced. But because of that, Zim announced that 29 guys, including himself, have to be tested for close contact. 29, wow. right? And they already had five other players on the COVID reserve list. Yeah. So they haven't maybe the biggest breakout we've seen yeah. on a team potentially. For, for this year. Yeah. yeah. And so. we talked about that uh, yesterday in regards to – it's not just about how the players play. It's not just about their responsibility to their teammates. The entire organization is going to have to help you go through to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. Right. It takes the the entire – and I, it's not – that's not just one of those slogans that we, we mentioned in the past. You know, we're all, you know, from the secretary to – no, for real this time. Yeah. Because it could happen to so many different people, whether it's in management, and then that trickles right down to the locker room. It's just uh, amazing in the NFL – um, 
you know, and, and take the Cowboys, for instance, you know, they okay, you're dealing with injuries, right? Now you lose your kicker. And it made me think back to the OSNL show with Gilda Radner. There's always something. <laughs> <laughs> she would remember that? That was her big line. Always something. My, uh, something about her daddy everything. would tell me. <laughs> it's always something. Well, it's always something. Oh, man. That's so uh, I think w- w- we'll take our final break here, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, third down problems. Third okay. down for the offense, and you know what? Third down for the defense, too, in that game against the Broncos, as we'll continue here in a moment on Mix Shots. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Mixed Shots. Celebrate 60 years of America's sweethearts as we take you back through the glitz and glamour of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. The official, and that's in all caps, 2021 (laughs) Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders edition of Star Magazine is the complete history of the often imitated, never equaled Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And by the way, Mickey Spagnola said he needs to get paid, y'all. He had put about five five stories into this magazine. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash star to get yours today. You're going to get paid, Spags. All right, because I'm sure they're listening. (laughs) Yeah, of course they are. (laughs) Absolutely. No, it's a neat neat look back uh, in the 60-year history. Um, And one of the things I did um, told the story of uh, when the Cowboys came out with their first uh, cheerleader poster. Yes. Back when posters became uh, popular in the late 70s, mid to late 70s. Um, If you remember, and this will be a quick story, um, the big poster back then, so you probably were... 
what, end 70, of high school, like 70, 76? Yes, so I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Did you have a Farrah Fawcett poster? <laughs> no, my women, Texas were, my women were black. I had Pam Greer. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Farrah Fawcett in the little red uh, bathing suit. Yes, and, um, the hairstyle, the hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, became the best-selling poster ever. Wow. And uh, when, uh, when Tex Schramm saw that, he was like, well, why can't we have a poster of our cheerleaders? And just so happened. Why do you always make him sound like he's angry? Because he's he's got that deep voice, right? And he told Joe Bailey, who was his vice president, he yeah. goes, "Hey, Joe, go go Man, figure this I out, these right?" Names, bro. Yes. So as it turned out, Texas' daughter was a sorority sister. Mm-hmm. Of Farrah Fawcett wow. at the University of Texas. Yes. I think it might one year, right, or whatever. Uh-huh. And so she was able to contact to find out who put out this poster, and they found some guy did it in his garage. Uh, he had a head shop in somewhere in Ohio. So Tex said, "Will you get to Ohio and see what this guy's all about?" So he went in, went to Ohio, and. Uh, Found the guy, talked to him how he made the poster, how he got distributed and everything. And and Joe comes back and said, you know what? We don't need that guy. We can do this ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got all the information, and they put Screwed that him. poster together with, I think there was, uh, it was like a triangle of uh, cowboy cheerleaders. There was one, I think there was three, there was either three or five and they had smoke and everything, and it became the second largest poster wow. sales at that time. Uh, I, I gotta get back. Did you say head shop? Like a head shop? Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember the old days uh-huh. where they sold, you know, papers, wrapping papers, and smoking pipes. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, what the guy. That's I, yeah, what that was the guy's business. I thought business. maybe we were talking different things. No, here. No. I, that's what I would call a head shop business. Yeah, that's what I the wasn't guy sure. out of his garage. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even more interesting. Right? The guys had a head shop. That's hilarious. So anyway, that's going to be part of the. Uh, hopefully, it didn't get left on the cutting floor, right? I tell you what, boy, you had some experiences on with those. Cowboys. So <laughs> third down, and defensively, they allowed, and this was the one that uh, Dan Quinn, I think, was most upset about other than 14 missed tackles. Oh, my goodness, bro. And and someone said, uh, and he said that was a season high, and they, well, what's the norm? And he said, usually single digits. He goes, but he gets to double digits. We, we got a problem. Uh, but third down was a problem, too, because the Broncos converted 8 of 15 third down plays for first downs, 53.3%. So that was the highest third down conversion the defense had given up all season long. The previous high um, was 45.5% in the opener. And, okay, it's Tom Brady, right? We, you can deal with it. Uh, 41.7%, uh, the Chargers converted. Um, but five of the previous seven games, uh, teams had not converted more than 33.3% until that game. I mean, I like Javante Williams, and he's a beast, but it couldn't be all him. You know, it's, you know, he did create a lot of missed tackles, but it's not all him. It's right. us not, not, not tackling well. And it's he not felt, him just running well. Yeah, and he felt not rallying to ball. Like, 
one guy would get there, but there was no help for some reason. So now for the season, uh, def- offensives have converted 34 of 98 third downs against the Cowboys, only 34.7%. So that's that tells you how all. good they – when you're in the 30s, yes. that's good. That's what we right? were with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. but 53.3% you can't live with. And then offensively, the Cowboys conversely – only converted 5 of 13, 5 of 13, so it was 38.5%, and it was the only the third time in eight games they were less than 50%. And let me tell you, 50% is like that's, great. That's very good. Right? That's very good. Good is in the 40, but you get to 50, that, that's great, right? Now, and, did, those, did those third downs come during the, the last five minutes, the two touchdown drives? Uh, so, that, in other words, did, was it slanted because no, of those? There was only, um, and I did. Because um, that, that's the thing, you know, we, we, did we keep the quarterback in just to make our third downs and, only, and stats look good? Only one, only one okay. was converted in the last two drives. So the biggest, And that's what we're good at. The we, biggest we're always culprits, good at getting first right. downs, but we're not good at getting them on third And as down. they counted out, they only converted two of seven plays on third and two or fourth and two and short only two so that when you talk about oh okay they shut down this offense well okay yeah they did on those plays five times we helped a lot but you helped a lot Boy, we right helped a lot. you know probably had a missed block on that, that well the two missed field goal, the two i'm sorry the 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 uh not going for the two field goals, to me, uh, I, I know you guys, you and Bill were talking about that. You didn't have a problem with not going for it one of those times. I thought we should, you know, just don't leave money on the table, man. Well, that's true. And here's the other thing, and I didn't think about it until I saw them celebrate after the second, fourth down yeah. stop. Yeah. It's, okay, we created energy for them. That's right. It juiced them That's up. Right. It's like, oh, look what we did, right? And then they got indignant about it. Like, well, they're oh, just going to run right us, over right. us. Well, everybody else been running over yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> why wouldn't we think to run over you? Yeah, you now you want to puff up when you get to Cal- to Texas. Right. So no, that that uh I, to me it was just a microcosm of all the other problems that we had. Didn't know we were so good defensively. Yes. On third down. I didn't realize that, I guess, because we've been making so many plays. But you talked about the lack of rallying point. Mm-hmm. You could just see it in the game. They were nowhere around the place. And even when they found the ball, n- not everyone was converging. So you saw a team that was satisfied. You saw a defense that was satisfied with themselves. Yeah. And that, that is not what a coach and wants to And the other thing they were doing – is trying to punch the ball out. Well, you better hold you that guy hold, up before you start Monday, punching the man. ball out, right? And that's the whole NFL. I, I just get so sick of that. I like the, I love it. We talk about Peanut Tillman and how he punched it out. I think, he, man, this guy was amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his stats? Yes. Why is he not in the freaking Hall of Fame already? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should get in there just for just his for punching nickname the ball and out. punching the ball out, right? <laughs> but, I mean, you know. One thing about his his technique, he always had the player secured mm-hmm. as he punched. He was either in front of him between he and the goal line, right? He was, and if he was behind him, he was holding on as he punched. Right. So you can't compromise your tackling technique for trying to get the ball out, and then you miss it. 
and he's still running, and you're looking like, oh, man, I just missed it. Yeah. It looks lazy to me. It's like, how about the legs It's first? lazy. Get the legs It's first. lazy. I'm sorry. It's yeah. lazy. Yeah, absolutely. So that ended up um, that ended up being, uh, at least from the defensive standpoint, one of the Dan Quinn thing is, okay, we got to fix this. Here, 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 as you look at how the offense played, and, and you know, everybody's been – just, you know, loving Kellen Moore. I was riding in this morning, and uh, they were talking about the TCU job. You know, I figured that losing that game probably quelled that talk, right? <laughs> it did kind of There talk. goes that job. <laughs> He's not the genius this week, right? Well, I think he actually uh, was approached. They asked him a, the question. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got it here somewhere. They, and they, this is before the game, of course. No, no, no. This was this was Monday this, uh, when he Monday. when he did his deal. Okay. And uh, they asked him, you know, this has come up. Your name has come up. Have you, you know, anything to say about it, or have you looked into it? And he basically said no. Just, you know, just like, like yeah. ended the discussion. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, and Especially this is not the time. Well, yeah. Not absolutely. this week. You don't even want to entertain the question itself. He said, uh, no, not a bit. Uh, I don't worry about any of that stuff. And they, they said something like, well, something about his agent. And he says, well, Dave takes care of that stuff. So do you think. Because I've always been still stuck on him going back to Boise, so he's yeah. beyond that now. Well, think? I think so, just because yeah. of what happened How last last year when they kind of came after him, okay. and and it was like no, and, and you know it's. Kinda, I mean, but I'm saying, does he think right. he's above it because he's doing so well? Oh. His reputation has risen since. Well, last maybe. Year. I mean, I mean, NFL or Boise? Yes. What would you rather? Yeah, right, right? NFL. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, which, by the way, I heard today that uh, sources were saying that Dion I was, interviewed. That was my next question. Was it <laughs> yes. TCU? So what do you know since you're tight with no, Dion? No, no. Oh, yes. That's me and Dion, buddy. <laughs> no, Dion is kicking butt at Jackson State. Uh, they had a good season. His son is, is balling mm-hmm. uh, at quarterback. Uh, I believe they took the, the SWAC. I believe they called it the SWAC East. I think uh, they were like six and zero or six and yeah, one. Yeah, they're kicking like butt, that. man. I mean, he, he's done a great job, and I assume that that was going to be just a, a, a step to Florida State. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what their coaching situation is, but I know their team still sucks, right? Yeah, they're struggling. I mean, so I would be very surprised if he chose TCU over Florida State. Now, let's be real, Dion loves North Texas. Yeah, I think he might love North Texas better than Florida State. So this might be a pivot. For him to make. And, you know, he's lived in the area. Yeah, he loves it. TCU's right there. He loves it, man. Anyhow, and I heard guys talking about it today on radio, and it's like, I don't know kids now that are 17, 18, understand what Dion was, but I guarantee you their parents do. Yes. And if he walks into the living room, it's going to like— It's so. uh, Yeah. Joe, you're you're going to TCU, right? Yes. I mean, and you know how— such a talker he is he, he'll s- smooth talk somebody <laughs> right into taking classes there right but but when, when you look at it i mean you know he's proven i mean i know it's jackson state i love jackson state i love the swag hbcus but he's proven i mean that's a for your first coaching job in college that is a a great accomplishment that he made and he really brought more notoriety to to the SWAT, you know, to HBCUs. So and, I'm and, and think about this: What did Texas Tech do? 
they hired a guy that has never been a head coach, Joey McGuire. Yes. Had been at Cedar Hill in high school, mm-hmm. and then he, um, you know, was helping uh, – where was he at? T- T- TCU? Was he? No, it wasn't TCU. Was he? He was the assistant. Oh, at Baylor. Yeah, uh, assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. And and so basically, they said, "Well, we're not worried about lack of college head coaching experience because he was a hell of a, a hell of a high school coach, and he's got all these inroads for recruiting." Right. So the key thing is, all right, get me a good staff. Right. But. I'm the guy that's going to do the recruiting. And well, Dion's staff, I think, was pretty good as well. He had a few uh, like former, former players, players. Yes. yes, teammates. And they did that at Grambling as well. When Doug Williams took over for Eddie Robinson at Grambling, I believe he had Dirk Winston as a linebacker coach. And if I'm not mistaken, Todd Bowles mm-hmm. coached at Grambling State University. Did he really? Yes, he did. Look it up. So, it up. so I remember when people kept talking about Witten being a head coach in college, uh, you know, getting the Tennessee job. And I was talking to somebody that I think was pretty tight uh, in, and I said, well, yeah, that's fine, but he's going to need a heck of a staff. And I said, you know, who does he know? Because one of the first questions they ask you is, well, who, who are you getting on your staff? Right, right. And, and, and I was told, you'd be surprised <laughs> how many people Jason Witten knows you oh, know, yes. to put together a staff no to, to, they to go it. there. Yeah. They would love it. And, you know, and I think things are changing in basketball, mm-hmm. right? Hiring these former NBA players to come in, Memphis. Yes. Um, and to be head coaches that have never been a head coach before. Mm-hmm. And really, when you look at it, it's how the, if, if the players trust you, Mm-hmm. That's what really matters. Uh, we have a unique situation here to where you know you got a, an amazing quarterback and a, and a class of guys that came in, including Zeke. You know to where they set a tone here. Mm-hmm. So McCarthy's coming in and he's pointing at at least those two guys. Okay, you guys, y'all keep y'all help me keep things together. Yeah, and you can see it happening. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we went overtime. That's it. Like, like, just like Bill was here. But we did it, right? <laughs> All right. We'll be back with uh, Mick Shots, Everson Walls, Mickey mm-hmm. Spagnol, and you can have we, your seat back, Bill. We certainly hope Bill Jones <laughs> will be back tomorrow here in our SWBC podcast studio. That is not Drop easy to the see. Mortgage. And we will see you again tomorrow. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?